Are you tired of using low-quality bags to pick up after your dog? Do you get dog poop all over your hand when cleaning up their mess? What you need is a mutt mitt, a strong two-ply bag that makes it super-duper easy and hygienic to pick up your dog's waste. Check it out on muttmittsisland.ie. Mutt mitts, better than a bag. Proud sponsor of the Big Bark Podcast. It's the Big Bark with the latest of the canines. The Big Bark, all the doggiest headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Lily, Roxy, and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health. Nutrition, training, talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big bark, the big bark, all the canine stories for you. Hello and welcome to the Big Bark Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my three canine co-hosts, Bruno, Millie, and the bold, bold puppy that is Roxy. And I suppose before I tell you why she's so bold, uh, I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. And it's actually something we're going to be chatting about a bit later on the show as well, because we're going to be talking to Samantha Rawson about her, like, all Roxy's bald habits, the things she does. And Samantha's going to give me a few tips in the show a bit later on about how to deal with Roxy's baldness. So I'll be chatting about that a small bit later on. Uh, we're also going to be chatting a bit later on with Tree Vets and Ashley Bogdorf and Tree Vets. Uh, on our health hub, she's going to be chatting to us about, I suppose, Bruno's hip dysplasia and arthritis and like how common this is in dogs as well. So we're going to be talking a good bit about that today on the show as well. Um, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to be chatting a small bit as well about, I suppose, a new initiative which is called Dog Advocacy Island. And the idea of it is, is to... Stamp out puppy farms in Ireland. So we're going to be chatting a bit about that. And we'll have them on the show in the coming weeks to be chatting with them as well about what they're doing and what the purpose, the objectives of it and how people can help as well. So, uh, been a couple of weeks since we've been on. And yeah, uh, like I suppose what's been going on. Uh let's see Roxy first start. Let's go with Roxy because we're gonna be chatting a bit about that in a few minutes there. And we'll be chatting a bit with Samantha about that. So what has Roxy done? Roxy well, Roxy last week was in Dad's car and Roxy went with Dad, like as she often does, like on like a little road trip, like over to over to Dunn's, over to Chill's Road. Dad left her in the car with the other two for like 10 minutes. Literally 10 minutes. And when Dad came back from Dunn's, what had Roxy done? Roxy had torn through not one, but both two of Dad's front seatbelts. So it torn through the passenger side seatbelt and torn through the driver's side seatbelt. So... Dad reached for a seatbelt when you go in, and there was no seatbelt there. So, as you can imagine, Dad was not one bit happy about what Roxy did. And neither am I, because it was an expensive little thing for the puppy to do. It cost a nice bit of money to get those replaced. 
And she was really getting the silent treatment for me uh, when she did that last week and getting the silent treatment for a couple of days actually off me. And let's see, this morning she broke a, what was that? She broke a tree pole, a big tree like jar. Uh, so she wanted treats and she was getting them either way. But she made her way into the kitchen for like literally in the space of like two minutes while I was gone outside. And yeah, she took a full thing of treats. She took a thing of nan bread as well this morning. So that is um a new one. I think our doggy likes uh, Indian food. So yeah, Roxy has been um a bit bold lately. And I suppose she's been bold. I think maybe the problem is she's been getting away with it and she knows she has. So like it's kind of like... Uh, I suppose pressure on now and trying to get her to behave herself because she has been like she's so she's such a cute dog but she knows she's so cute and she like seems to think she has me wrapped around her paw but I don't actually believe that she does and I think it's time like, that she I suppose gets a bit more um training and get a bit more a few tips I suppose try to dive straight into that uh, a few more tips on training Roxy and well to do that, uh, we have Samantha Rawson coming up next uh, to chat us, and I'm going to give Samantha a few like examples of Roxy's behaviour and what she's been doing, and Samantha's going to respond to me then with a few questions. I hope this helps a lot of people out there as well, because Samantha like has definitely given me some good advice here. I just need to actually start using it now. That's the problem. So, yeah, I'll be right back after this. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. So today we welcome back Samantha Rawson again from the Canine College. Samantha, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Darren. Good to talk to you. Okay, Samantha. So as you know, uh, we got a little puppy there a few months ago. And I I, I assume you've seen the film Marley and Me. And in that film, Marley was called the world's worst dog. Well, I tell you one thing. I, I feel at times like Marley was nothing compared to what Roxy is like. Uh, so what we're talking about this evening, I suppose, is I'm going to kind of go through with you some of the behavioural issues that I've come across and see if you have any advice or tips mm-hmm. for what she's yeah. actually been doing. So okay. first of all, I suppose a big one is it's not like I suppose it's begging at the table, but also she when we're, our backs are turned, she's putting her paws up on the table and mm-hmm. I spoke about this in a previous episode, but there was uh, one day that my dad was out the back lawn with a friend of ours, and he had left an apple tar on the on the kitchen table. So mm-hmm. he was only after getting this apple tar. And if anyone who knows my dad, they'll know that he loves apple tarts. It's one thing he shouldn't be eating, but he mm-hmm. still loves them anyway. So I think Roxy was kind of um, 
Roxy was in there on, I think she had gone in on her own, and she put the two paws up on the table, helped herself to the entire apple tart, and then brought out the tray, uh, like the actual foil tray, as if to say, will you dump that now for me? I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not only did she eat the apple tart, she had the cheek to actually like nearly brag to dad about it. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Samantha, oh, she sounds like great pack. She she's good crack, all right, but Dad didn't see it that way, though. But okay, so tell me okay. then, like, how do you deal with, I suppose, begging okay. and stealing food? Okay, I suppose the first thing is management. Okay, so so dogs are dogs, and they are opportunists. You know, if if dogs were people, they'd all be self-employed, and they'd all be self-made million, be self-made millionaires. So dogs will never pass up an opportunity. Um, and as we know, Roxy is a Labrador and Labradors are food mad. And she's only a puppy. So I suppose the first thing to say is management. So ideally, she should have been behind a baby gate or maybe in a dog crate. I'm, I'm not so mad about dog crates these days. I much prefer a dog to be, be behind a, a baby gate. So it's a case of managing the situation when there is food around. Um, and even in fairness to Roxy, even the best trained dog is not going to pass up an opportunity if the owner or handler walks out of the room. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, if the food is sitting there, you have some chance if you're in the room with them, but you have no chance if you're not in the room with them and there's an apple tart or whatever it is. Um, you know, as Oscar Wilde said, I can resist everything except temptation. Um, and that, that would sum up a Labrador basically. <laughs> um, but the, but the other thing is, you know, if you don't want her behind a baby gate or something to have her on a lead. So, you know, maybe if she was on a lead and your dad was holding her or, you know, the, the guest was holding her or something. But the, the fact that she was kind of moving around freely and had the opportunity to do it, you can't then reprimand the dog afterwards because it's too late. The dog has done it. It's been rewarded for it. You know, it's 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 too late. So, so you, you know, there's no point in punishing a dog or reprimanding a dog after the event. Um, so it's really about managing it. And then in the meantime, training her that she's not allowed touch food until she's told. Um, and I do a, an exercise called Grandma's Purse, where basically I teach a dog not to take food out of my hand um, until I open my hand and say, OK, you may have it. So all I do is is ask the dog to sit, present it with food in my hand. And then every time it goes to help itself, I just close my fist. So that's the other thing I call that is just open sesame. So when the dog eventually kind of sits back and realizes it's wasting its time, then I open my hand and say, okay. So all I'm looking for the dog is just to take its nose away from my hand and to stop being pushy. And then I'll slowly kind of hand the dog food. But every time it goes to help itself, I'll just close my fist. So it, it very quickly realizes, well, the best way to get food is to sit back and not be pushy about it. Um, and then eventually I'll maybe put food in a tub on the floor and go through the same process and introduce the word leave it. So it's a kind of a three stage process. But I, you know, will put food at dog level. So if the dog can resist it at dog level, well, then it's easy to resist it when it's up on a counter. And um, so I always train on the floor or on a chair. So I always train within within dog level. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, I suppose, two two other ones as well. The first one is, uh, I suppose, it's a big issue that we're coming across for her. She's Every time she's trying to play with Bruno or Millie, she doesn't realise how rough she's been. And yeah. now, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but Bruno 
has recently been diagnosed with arthritis. Mm-hmm. So his legs are, I suppose, he's getting uh, an injection every month now for that. But mm-hmm. his legs are now very sensitive and they get very sore. But she's constantly like biting at his legs and then biting at his ears as well. Yeah. So, okay. like, I know she's only trying to, like, she's trying to play with him. But it, it's, like, really, I suppose, upsetting him. And you can tell, like, that he's uncomfortable with it. But yeah. how how do you how do you manage something like that? Okay, I, I it, by the sounds of things, Dara, I think you really need a couple of baby gates in the house, because to me it, it sounds as like if she's spending far too much time with Bruno and Millie, um, and she's becoming a little bit over boisterous and becoming a little bit of a doggy dog as opposed to a people dog. Um, I would imagine Bruno and Millie are quite quiet and calm, not only just but because of their age, but because they're more people dogs. And now Roxy has come into a household with two two dogs already there. So she's identifying with her own species and she's a puppy. So she wants to play with puppies the way she would have in the litter. Um, so that's really up to you to manage that and to keep her away from Bruno and to very quickly teach her how to play ball with you. To say, you know, you can play, but you can't play with Bruno. You can play with me. And then you play with her, you know, tire her out, maybe do some training and then put her in her area by herself. Um, or away from Bruno, even if you if you need to to separate Bruno and li- let him go somewhere else that she can't follow him. Um, so it's really important in my book that when you have a multi-dog household, that the older dogs are not subjected to a boisterous puppy because they didn't ask for the puppy, you did. So you have an obligation to to look after the old dogs and to make sure that their life isn't upset. And really, to be realistic, the only way you can do that in a multi-dog household is to have a couple of baby gates. Okay. Okay. That's actually, that's very good advice. It, it was something that I originally did look into, but um, then Argus decided to close and Mother Care oh, got right, from, yeah. uh, Mother Care yeah. got so it's kind of very hard okay. to find a place. Um, okay. Yeah, but but the, the other side of that, Dara, is... She's obviously um, a very clever dog by the sounds of things. And to me, she's begging to be trained um, because, you know, clever dogs and mischievous dogs can be hard to live with. But that's their way of saying to you, I need to be trained. I want to do something. I have a brain. So I would be getting her into teaching her to retrieve a ball and then maybe extending that into search games so that not only then does she have to retrieve the ball, but she has to find the ball in order to retrieve it. And and that would come completely natural to her, given that she's a Labrador. Okay. So I suppose the other one is, was something that happened there yesterday. Uh, I was out on the lawns. Uh, I, out next door with my dad, just like cutting around all the borders and all. Push along the lawnmower and all of a sudden I go flying because I'm at a landing in a hole that Roxy has like dug. I, I swear she's trying to dig away down to my sister down in Australia or something, but with the depth okay. of the holes. But okay, so like I know Bruno used to do that when he was a puppy, but Bruno kind of like yeah. he, he grew out of it. But is there is there any way that like is there any specific reason why dogs dig holes or? Okay, well, well, they dig for a variety of reasons. They dig because they're attracted by insects and smells, and you know there could be rabbit poo on the grass. There could be a fox that has walked through the garden. It could be that she spotted an earwig or something and and wanted to follow it. So they also they also dig because dogs will bury bones and stuff. So dogs will bury excess food. If they feel they have a surplus, they'll bury food to find it later. 
Um, but also it's a really self-rewarding behavior because, you know, they get to dig, create a load of muck, look for stuff and obviously get to use their nose. Um, so, you know, the, the deeper they go in the soil, the soil probably gets richer and richer and smells even better um, than the topsoil. So they really get a kick out of the smells that come from the soil. Um, so my whole philosophy philosophy around dogs is that you can't correct them for being a dog. So if you're going to say something isn't allowed, you have to then recreate that and say, well, it is allowed in this context. So I sometimes advise people to get a children's um, play pit. So you get a children's sand pit and you put some food in there or you hide food in there and you let her dig that. So when she digs in the inappropriate places, you correct her and you say, no, sorry, you can't do that, darling. And you then re-guide her, guide her over to where she can dig. Um, so you're not saying you're not allowed to dig because I would never do that to a dog. You're not. You're just saying you can't dig there, sweetheart. I'd rather you dig in this. Um, so you have to provide an alternative outlet. But I think that the thing that's kind of shouting at me from from what we've already discussed about Roxy is there's no routine. It sounds like a bit of a free for all. So I would give her a routine where she's been exercised, where she's playing ball or doing some training. And then you put her away to bed for a couple of hours because it sounds to me like she's been left to her own devices to entertain herself. And that's when she's getting up to mischief. And puppies need to sleep a hell of a lot. So I wouldn't feel feel bad about putting her away to sleep. So again, a baby gate, she's not socially isolated. She, you know, your dad is there, you're around, whoever's around. Um, so she's not being isolated. She's just being managed when people can't watch her. Because it, it sounds to me like she's got too much opportunity to, to get up to mischievous stuff. Um, yeah, I, I suppose she, she kind of has, like, look, I, like, I work from home myself, but, like, during the day when I'm actually working, I... Like, I do have her outside with dead because at least then she gets yeah. to go out the back as well. She gets to, like, she run like, yeah. she runs around the lawn half the day, like, and she takes yeah. her ties out with her as well, which is good. Like, we sent a, yeah. I sent a lot of the ties out next door to dad's house. So that at least, like, she has doors to yeah. entertain herself as well a bit outside. Yeah, but, but, but even if you spend 10 minutes playing ball with her, Dara, yeah. and then let her run around with your dad for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, and then said, right, now she needs to go for a little nap for two or three hours. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you let her out again. So you just you just figure out a schedule and a routine that suits your working day. So her needs are met, but but in, in given little snippets of time, but that she spends as much time relaxing as she does carrying around the place. And remember, puppies need loads and loads of sleep. So even though they'll run around all day, they don't need to run around all day. They need as much sleep as they do need running around. Okay, Samantha. Wonderful advice, Jan. Thanks so much for that. I'll hopefully over the coming months now we might get Roxy a bit um, a bit more or a bit less boisterous and hopefully there's no more appetite stolen as well. And well, well look, we'll leave it well, actually funny story, uh, when I mentioned the appetites, Bruno when he was around her age stole a full roast chicken after after counter. My sister had <laughs> left it up there and like he even like we, we don't know where it went. We like we don't don't know did Millie help him but the whole lot went and we actually think he like took the bones everything as well which obviously aren't great wow. for dogs but he demolished the whole wow. thing and obviously yeah. that's yeah dad wasn't too happy over that one but look that was a long time ago we've kind of forgotten yeah. that one but listen Samantha, he might have told that story to Roxy Dara he might he, he probably did you know I'd say he Roxy did Roxy had told her yeah I'd say so well, this is Samantha thanks so much again for joining me as always 
pleasure to talk to you and we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks, Sarah. Bye for now. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. And a big thanks there to Samantha Rawson for joining me today and some very helpful tips that I hope are going to help with Roxy. And I've already started, I suppose, doing the separate, giving Bruno Millie their own space. And they go to that now, ever since the seatbelt incident as well, they go to that. And they, um, they like, I suppose, it gives me a chance to be with Roxy then and gives Bruno and Millie a chance to be away from her because she's a bit of a head wrecker to them as well. So, yeah. Uh, I, okay, so I suppose moving on, the one thing I did want to talk about today is a new initiative, and that is called Dog Advocacy Ireland. And it's only just after being set up. So Dog Advocacy Ireland has been set up by a man called John O'Callaghan. He's the founder of Dog Advocacy Ireland. And it is... A new charity in Ireland, uh, which will hopefully address dog welfare negligence. And the idea of it is to stamp out puppy farming throughout Ireland. And I suppose the aims of it really are, like I'm looking here even at our site. So the aims of it are to introduce pet ownership inclusion in the next census. Propose the introduction of a dedicated animal welfare unit within every Garda district and challenge an existing discriminatory universal ban on pet ownership in rental accommodation. Uh, because, like, look, obviously, like, this whole ban on, like, having pets in, in, like, rental accommodation makes it impossible for like a lot of people if they're moving home or anything to actually hold on to their dogs and um, that does so by recommending the introduction of a certificate of responsible pet ownership together with pet insurance certification so yeah it's it's looking like something that will be a big uh big thing to hopefully help stamp out the likes of puppy farms and to introduce better animal welfare uh, I suppose in Ireland and like has some great supporters behind it some of whom have been guests on our own show here so uh, Dr. Pete Wedderburn, Pete Vet, as everyone might know him as, Martina from My Lovely Horse Rescue uh, Susie Walsh uh, and then there is uh, Gabby Kuhn from uh, Paul House and Dr. Mark Abraham as well is behind that too. So there's a good lot of big names that are be like behind and supporting this. So we're going to have them on in a few weeks. Uh, we're going to be chatting with them. And I'll be, chatting with, I'll be bringing John onto the show. And hopefully 
you'll be hearing their ads across uh, different radio stations over the next few weeks. I've actually, that's why I first heard of them. Uh, they have, like, I suppose, radio ads on, I've heard them on Spins Out West, and I think I've heard them on Live 95 too. So they've been on, like, other podcasts, like a Dog's Eye podcast. They've been on, uh, like, you might have heard John on uh, Cork's 96FM and Cork's C103. He was on with uh, Joe Nash on Live 95 recently. So he's... um. It's been on like with a good, a good few, I suppose, good few people so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they are actually looking to do. It's a great initiative, and here at the Big Back, we're definitely going to try and get behind it as well. So yeah, it's um, let's I suppose it's all about trying to stamp out poppy farming and introduce good animal welfare. Now, like for me. I suppose looking after my dogs is probably one of the most important things. Like it's I'd look it's for me like my dogs come before most other people. Um they're they're my babies, uh they're mine and Jen's babies and like they're just they're so important to us. So it's it's very important that I live in a nation where there's good animal welfare laws and right now in Ireland there's clearly not there's laws there they're not enforced uh, I don't even know if we have a dog one at the moment in, in Limerick I don't believe we have maybe we do now but we didn't up to recently anyway and good old Limerick City and County Council there are responsible for that but like how can like Animal welfare legislation be imposed if you don't actually have people there to actually impose it. So that would be, I suppose, my argument on that. Um, so I suppose we're going to have them. We're going to have John on in the coming weeks from Dog Advocacy Ireland. We're looking forward to that. And we will be giving you an update as to when that's actually happening as well. Okay, so as you all know, uh, Bruno has uh, I suppose Bruno has hip dysplasia and he has arthritis so Bruno has been really suffering uh, lately with arthritis in his legs and he has like I suppose he's been struggling to walk at times but there is a new injection that he's been getting from the from the vet, and I'm trying to think of the name, but I had it there not so long ago, and it starts with R, I believe. So I'm just actually looking it up now. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I I don't actually have it here. Uh, but yeah, he's getting those injections once a month, and they're really helping him. But what I was very interested to know was like what are the causes of a choice, what causes it, and what treatments that are for it. And how can you make your dog's life easier if they have arthritis or if they have, I suppose, if they have, like, arthritis or if they have hip dysplasia. So it's, for me, I wanted to kind of like dive a bit more into that. So coming up in a couple of minutes, we have uh, Ashley Bogler from Tree Vets going to chat to us about that. But in the meantime, I suppose, a bit of a word from today's uh, sponsor. 
Are you tired of using low-quality bags to pick up after your dog? Do you get dog poop all over your hand when cleaning up their mess? What you need is a mutt mitt, a strong two-ply bag that makes it super-duper easy and hygienic to pick up your dog's waste. Check it out on muttmittsisland.ie. Mutt mitts, better than a bag. Proud sponsor of the Big Bark Podcast. So, before I bring on Ashley, uh, I suppose one thing that I've actually got that does help Bruno a good bit, it's actually something I bought on Amazon. It is a CBD spray uh, for dogs. And it's a really good spray. It's, uh, let's see, it's a hemp active joint uh, care spray. Uh, it instantly soothes muscle and joints. And I have actually been using this on Bruno for a while now. Anytime his legs has have been sore. And like if he's ever in any pain, I use it straight away. It's definitely something that I would be recommending. Not as an alternative to veteran treatment, but as a, I suppose, a quick pseudo, really, more than anything. So, yeah, there's a, look, there's a lot of products out there that you can get uh, for dogs with arthritis. And let's just say, just give you an idea, uh, products. I'm, just, I'm kind of looking up here even now as I go. Like, there's, de- there's some great giant supplements that you can get from the likes of Pet Stop and Pet Mania and Maxi Zoo. Uh, there's... Like, so obviously, ask your vet as well. Your vet will often have great joint supplements too. Bruno's on very good joint supplements as well. They are definitely helping him as well as the injection. So, I suppose without any further waffling on or any further delays, uh, easiest thing to do here is to uh, introduce Ashley Bugler from Tree Vets, and I'll be right back to you after this again. Do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986, at Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram Treaty Veterinary Clinic proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark and we're joined today by Ashley Bugler from Treaty Vets on the Health Hub today Ashley, big welcome back to the Big Bark Thanks Dara, it's great to be on again So Ashley, as you might be aware of yourself uh, we had Bruno out with you there a few weeks ago and Bruno has been out with John and had an x-ray done on his on his legs and his hips and he has a touch of arthritis and hip dysplasia is what John has told me. So today we're going to talk a bit about arthritis uh, in dogs and I'm, I'm just going to let you uh, I suppose tell people the different I suppose different things to watch out for and all about arthritis in dogs. Yeah, that's grand, Doris. Oh, poor old Bruno. Yeah, it's very, very common arthritis in dogs. It's probably one of the most common conditions that we see on a daily basis. So, like, there's no great studies been done on kind of how many dogs, but between, they're saying up to tw- in in published studies, they're saying up to twenty percent of dogs have arthritis. 
but actually it's it's looking like it's closer to 30 or 35 percent of dogs so middle-aged dogs and older dogs tend to get arthritis um, and it, it's, it's actually for something that's so common it's still quite poorly understood as to what exactly is going on but there's kind of two main issues so usually the most common issue is that there's an instability in the joint or abnormal forces on the joint that sets up inflammation and that that causes a kind of inflammation of the joint itself the cartilage excess fluid in the joint and then can start causing inflammation of the bone in the joint too so i suppose the first thing is that it could be an instability in the joint or else abnormal forces on the cartilage itself so i suppose for, for pet owners the most important thing to know is you know how do i know does my dog have arthritis or is it starting so Usually the signs are very typical. It starts with lameness, stiffness after rest, reduced activity, kind of kind of a change in behaviour. So a dog that used to clean his leg really, really often, maybe after a walk, stops doing that, stops licking themselves. They're not able to turn around or they're not able to bring their leg up anymore. And and generally from what I'm seeing in clinic is most commonly the dogs, they're, 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 they're stiff after they're when they're getting up. So they're lying down in bed or all night. When they get up in the morning, they're really stiff and they don't want to go for their walk in the morning. So from what we know on the human side, I suppose, what humans report, we, we unfortunately, we can't ask the dogs how what, what the pain is, and but we know it, it is very painful. But from the human side, people say it can be very variable, the pain. It can be aching or stabbing or burning. So it's very important that we are picking up these dogs earlier, that we can get them out of pain. I suppose the first step, if you think your dog is getting stiffer, that, you know, or you've any inkling at all that your dog might be slowing down or have an issue or obviously if your dog is lame the first step really is to come into the vet and have an examination so there's often signs such as kind of muscle wastage or pain and palpation or manipulation of the joints and obviously lameness that can lead us to the diagnosis and then the next step then if we're not sure or we want to do further investigation we might do x-rays now x-rays will show up arthritis but often by the time it gets to x-rays it's very advanced Sometimes we do x-rays and we don't see anything, but that does not mean it's not there because x-rays only show the changes in the bones. Whereas we know now from what I was saying earlier, it can start before that. So inflammation in the joint can affect the cartilage and cause excess fluid in joints. And that's painful. But if we want further investigation, then you're kind of talking about CTs and joint fluid. But often we kind of know before we get to that stage, we think this dog has arthritis because it's almost on clinical exam. It's one of those conditions that you kind of know this is arthritis. So I suppose the, the sad thing is it's it, it's irreversible and it requires lifelong management. So in same as in humans, there's no cure for arthritis. We just have to try and help slow it down and manage the progression of it. Now, I suppose, what can people do at home? If there's one thing I want to get across to people today is that the most, the best thing you can do for your dog is keep your dog lean. Don't let your dog get overweight. And if your dog does get overweight, go on a diet the only proven way to slow down arthritis is to have a lean dog weight loss and keeping your dog lean are the best things you can do for your dog and that's not just for arthritis that can span a whole range of issues but i know we're talking about arthritis today weight loss weight loss weight loss is the best thing you can do for your dog and i suppose even as a puppy keep your dog lean don't let them get overweight that's the best thing you can do i suppose then I often talk to people kind of about what's called wet therapy. So if we have a dog with arthritis, it's about wet therapy. So W, weight loss. That's the more, I've, I've kind of hammered that home now, weight loss. E is for exercise. So what we want is gentle, controlled exercise quite regularly. I mean, every dog is different in what kind of level of exercise they'll do. If you have a, do- a kind of a middle-aged dog who's only starting with arthritis, you, could, you know, you can do as much as you want. 
um, an older dog, you're probably talking between 10 minutes and 30 minutes, three or four times a day. What we want is regular gentle exercise. We don't want a dog that does nothing during the week and then on a Saturday goes climbing my lusta. We want a dog that is having the same exercise every day, gentle, on a lead or slow plodding. We don't want anything explosive. We don't want any running. We don't want any ball chasing, nothing that could cause further damage to the joints. And then the T then in wet therapy is for treatments. So um, a very important first step in a lot for a lot of dogs and even dogs that might be prone to it are, is nutritional supplementation. So lovely kind of supplement to give dogs, one that might contain omega-3 fatty acids, glucosamine, chondroitin, green lip muscle. These can provide a lot of relief for animals and they're great to work away in the background. But for dogs that are very painful, that kind of it's only picked up maybe a little bit later on, we need to prescribe an anti-inflammatory in a lot of these cases. So it's very important to speak to a vet about that because every dog is different, the kind of anti-inflammatory they might need. Some of these anti-inflammatories can be hard on the tummy. So very important to do that under the guidance of a vet. Then I suppose just the big thing to point out is that we do have some new medications kind of that have come through in the last couple of years. And the biggest one kind of for us is a, a medication called Leprella. And that's an injection that we give dogs every month. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a, it's what's called a monoclonal antibody. And what that does is it kind of eats up the stuff that's causing the pain. So when you have a dog with arthritis, it creates this thing called nerve growth factor. It's kind of a protein and that goes around the body and it, it causes pain. But this injection goes around and it eats up that nerve growth factor. And it has, you know, very, there's, there's, it's much safer than a lot of the drugs you've been giving in the past. There's no side effects. It's very, very safe. And we are seeing an amazing response. Now, bear in mind, there is no cure for arthritis. This is literally just eating up the painful part. It's not curing anything. The arthritis will continue to get worse. But the dog will have a better quality of life, more mobile, able to go for walks, more comfortable when they're sleeping. And this, I mean, all we want for our dogs is to have a better quality of life. And this injection, it seems to be a great, like we're having great success with it, thank God, because... So for so long, dogs with arthritis, they really suffered. You know, there wasn't really anything very good for pain. We'd have them on three or four different painkillers and anti-inflammatories, multimodal pain relief. But this injection really seems to be helping a lot of dogs. So we're very, very lucky to have it. So I suppose just to recap, kind of arthritis is very common, especially in older dogs. You're looking for kind of signs of stiffness, stiffness after rest, slowing down on walks, difficulty lying down or standing up. And then, of course, unable to jump or run like they used to. So your dog used to jump up and down off the couch and now they don't, they want to be lifted or something like this. So if you feel like your dog's mobility is declining, go and talk to your vet about it. You know, it can't be cured, but we can manage it. And the earlier we start managing it, the better, because it's only going to continue to progress. So very important that we get in there early and we slow it down because once it gets kind of very severe, nothing nothing will, re- you know, it's, it's very hard to kind of get on top of it then at that point. So the, the key really is, yeah, prevention. So I don't. Do you want me to talk a little bit about prevention, Dara? Or have I gone? Did I uh, gone yeah, on yeah, enough that's fine. Now? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I suppose. I suppose because prevention is so important. The first thing is when you have a puppy. I suppose you're there with Roxy now, and she's a breed that might be prone to arthritis. So the first thing is to get your dog onto an appropriate puppy diet. So a good quality dry puppy food. Feeding adult food too early in life can cause, you know, or especially high energy food. It causes the the puppies to grow faster than normal, which then is causing excess pressure on bones and joints. And, you know, we don't really fully understand arthritis, but we know kind of abnormal loading on joints can cause it. So important that you let your, your puppy grow at a normal rate. They're not growing too quickly. And for that, we want them on a good quality dry puppy food. We don't want them on an adult food or a high energy food that will cause kind of them to grow too fast. Then I suppose... 
when you're exercising your puppy, there's no concrete rule really, but the general rule is five minutes per month of life. That's kind of what we've been told all along. So if you if you have a dog who's three months old, they're allowed 15 minutes exercise per day. And that's to include all your training and everything as well. But I suppose that does kind of depend on the breed too, like kind of smaller breed dogs or kind of dogs like maybe brachycephalic dogs, like your Shih Tzus, your French Bulldogs. They might not want as much exercise as say a Collie or a Labrador. They might want a little bit more. So it is about getting to know your pup and how much they need. But I would just, I would err on the side of caution. There's going to be loads of time for exercise when your dog is fully grown. Like, you know, don't overdo it. Don't be dragging puppies, you know, up on big walks. They're not able for it. And they might seem like they're full of energy and then you get them home and they're absolutely wrecked. So just be careful with puppies. Don't overexercise them. And I suppose when your puppy moves into adulthood, then change onto an adult food. So kind of over 12 months of age for a small breed or over 18 months for a large breed, go for a high quality dry diet. And don't forget that when kind of when your dog is neutered, they their metabolism slows down. So you're better off to go onto a lower calorie food there or a, a dog food that is particularly for neutered dogs that is lower in calories. Because if your dog's metabolism slows down, they're going to be more prone to put on weight. And then that does bring me on to, I suppose, the most important point when it comes to preventing arthritis or kind of preventing its onset. Just don't let your dogs get overweight. And it's so easy done. We're all guilty of giving our dogs treats. Just be very, very cautious of, of kind of treats and food. Your dog, you know, they, they metabolize food very differently to us. You know, giving your dog a sausage is, is nearly the same as you eating kind of 16 sausages. So it's very important that we, we, we treat our dogs properly, that we're not overfeeding them. Human food can be dodgy and that we don't know how many calories we're giving them. As I said, like they metabolize, they metabolize food very differently to us. So just don't, don't let your dog get overweight. If you think your dog is kind of getting a little bit heavy, have a look at the diet or come and speak to us. We do, we speak about nutrition every day. We're happy to talk about dogs' diets. Um, and then if your dog is overweight, we'll talk to you about it in the clinic. And we might prescribe a prescription diet to try and get the weight off them because it is very hard to get weight off dogs. I've been there myself. It's hard. Dog, they're looking at you. They're your best friend in the whole world. All you want to do is give them a biscuit. But if you have to be kind of, you have to be strict to be kind, you know, the most, like you don't want your dog to get arthritis. You don't want your dog to be lame or stiff. So the best thing that we know we can do is keep the dog lean. And that's the best thing you can do for your friend. Keep them lean. That's wonderful advice there, Ashley, and thank you so much for that. And thank, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you for joining me on the Big Bark this week. And we'll be no problem, to you again uh, next week. Thanks, Dara. Talk to you. Do you have a pet in need of a vet? Or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations, or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986. At Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061 328 511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Pride sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. Thanks there to Ashley Bugger from joining us there from Treaty Vets uh, for the Health Hub today. And as always, uh, Treaty Vets are sponsors for the Health Hub. Uh, I am apparently required to disclose this. It is a paid partnership. It is a paid sponsorship, as is uh, our earlier segment uh, as well with the Canon College. So 
I know some people have been kind of giving out. I haven't been disclosed in it or paid sponsorships, but yes, there are sponsorships that are they these are great supporters of ours and they do help to support the show. Uh, the likes of Samantha Ross and the likes of Muckmets and the likes of Tree Vets as well. So they are great supporters and without our assistance, and I'll always say this, without our assistance, we won't be able to keep the show going. So thank you so much as always to them. And that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, so I would ask that you, as always, follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, X, is it called X or something? No, I have no idea. But one of all, um, apparently Twitter is like dead or something. No, I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's called X or something. And so, yeah, we're on all those uh, usual social media channels. And you'll find us on the Big Bear.ie as well. And you'll find us, I suppose, on, well, wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify and iTunes. So check us out there as well. Tune into all previous episodes on the Big Bear.ie and tune into us on Spotify and on iTunes. We will have a couple of live episodes coming up soon enough in the, I suppose, in the run-up to, uh, I suppose, Christmas, or in the run-up to uh, Halloween, maybe, as well. We'll definitely have one or two live episodes, and we're going to do a live episode, actually, from the uh, very recently renovated clinic out at Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Soon enough, as well, we'll be chatting uh, to John outside there all about the amazing, wonderful facilities that they have outside there now. And I'll be giving all that here. And I'll go, sure, you know you know yourself, and, and I'll go. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have time for today. And I don't really have much else to say, so I'll leave it there. Have a great week. And from me, Bruno, Millie, Roxy, Ball Puppy, as I call her, uh, have a great week, and I'll chat to you next week. It's the big bark with the latest of the canines. The big bark, all the doggiest headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy, and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big bark.